Hey, Slayers. Welcome to the Chardonnay and Slay Your Business podcast. My name is Jamie King, a.k.a. The Slay Coach. I'm a business coach, educator, mom, and founder of the Chardonnay and Slay brand. Last year, I went from broke fitness coach to six figures in six months. Each week, you will hear myself, guest experts, and other boss babes just like you share their proven strategies on how to take your business from baby grave to expensive boss babe Bordeaux. It's time to show up and have your voice heard. Now pour a glass of bubbles and get ready to slay with Hey Slayers and welcome back to another episode of the Chardonnay and Slay Your Business podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Six Figure Slayers Club, the Level Up Mastermind. (laughs) And this edition of the Six Figure Slayers Club Mastermind is all about leveling up to your highest potential for boss babes who are established in business, ready to scale to a multiple six-figure brand. Applications are open now and you can apply in the show notes. Hello, hello, my lovely Slayers, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I have the infamous, the famous, the insta-famous, the all-around grown-ass adult boss babe, my kid genius friend, Isabella Guava. I <laughs> Welcome. love that. Oh my God, kid genius. That is, I always identified with that character like in, t- in TV shows growing up, like there was always like that super smart kid in class yeah, that's you. <laughs> that everyone bullied. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> like, but I'm a little different than that. that. I'm a little bit more, a little, not so nerdy, I would say. I'm a little No, cool. you're like the cool nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the girl. Every, um, yeah. There you just happen to be smart. You're like, how does she get good grades too? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't study all night. I don't <laughs> So Isabella and I met last year at an in-person event and I have been following her. We've been following each other for since last year and I just love her energy and how she shows up in the world. But mostly what I love is how much she loves her people and how much she truly, truly cares about the deep work that she is doing and about the people that she is bringing up in the world and she is doing it right. And if there is anyone who is doing internet marketing or Instagram marketing well right now and with soul and not selling your soul, it is definitely Miss Isabella. So welcome to the show. Oh my God. Hello, Slayers. It is so good to be here. I am one of you. I have been a Slayer ever since I discovered Jamie and it is such a pleasure to be on this podcast in your ears right now, whether you're on the treadmill or driving in your car or, you know, on the shitter, on the (laughs) shitter. (laughs) Oh my God. I was going to, I was going to say like, maybe you're like on a walk with your dog. No, you're taking a shit and you're listening to my voice and it's (laughs) definitely a highlight of my day. I always take it Take it. It needs to go there. Thank you so much, Jamie, for having me today. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so pumped that you're here. So this boss babe, you would not guess it. She is only 23 years old, but she's like a baby grandma. Like she shows up in a way with such confidence and such knowing and such strong sense of self. And I want to ask her, I want to ask you, Isabel, like how did you become this little powerhouse? I remember like finding you and like, who is this little human? Because I think I'm this old lady on the internet world. (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like I'm this old lady. And I'm like, who is this powerhouse? I wish I had what you have, this knowing at such a young age. So mm-hmm. how did this Miss Guava come about? How did you become you and build your brand? Well, it all started now. Well, um, you know, I, hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Isabella. It's super nice to be here again. And I am, I would say I'm a very unique 23-year-old. Um, I tell my boyfriend all the time, like, you don't get it, babe. I'm a unicorn. Like, not everyone is like me. Because, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're super successful at a young age, that can come up in a relationship. Right, like, yeah. your girlfriend, you know, like, making six figures by accident. No, <laughs> not by accident. But I fell in a pile of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Help me. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, I, I've always been a little very sure of myself um, at a young age. So I grew up in Miami, Florida. My parents were divorced. My mom, you know, I grew up in a home where I was not told I can't do things, right? I was told yeah. more like you have to work harder. You got to be, you got to do your best. You have to yeah. um, stay focused. Don't give a fuck about the other mean girls. Don't care about them. Like focus on you. So that was, I was always fed those mantras growing up. And I also had an older brother who is my like soul brother. I mean, we're, we're obviously brother and sister, but he, he's like my soul best your friend. Your real brother and my your real, soul brother. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you have like siblings that you hate. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> um, but I, my, I was always the, the, the dumber one growing up. So I, I know it's true. It's I grew up in the age where, you know, I was watching TV shows like Sweet Life and Zach and Cody and oh Dexter's Lab. I'm and, so old. <laughs> well, shows that shows that there's and this is like I'm sure more prevalent in other TV shows that maybe you know, but there's like a smart sibling and there's a dumb sibling, right? Like there's yeah. a there's a smart one who's good in school, and then there's like that rambunctious, funny one who's like kind of yeah. quirky, but everyone likes and is more of the you know can carry a conversation. I was that person, but yeah, I was younger. I, I have one of those. I have one of each. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're like in the middle. <laughs> no, 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 my kids. I know. Oh. I already know. They're not in school yet, but I already know which ones are going to... Oh, well, this is going to be very helpful for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up, my brother's older and he was the one that was like honor roll, straight A's, 4.0, like always killed it. Always, you know, pre- you know, the smart one. And I remember having to go to like his honor roll things and just seeing my brother put on a pedestal every day for his good grades. And so when I was watching these TV shows, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Sebastian is the smart one and I'm the dumb one. That makes sense. I know my role in the world. I I get it. Let me me be the funny one. And Sebastian, um, you know, he's the nicest guy, but homeboy, like so hard for him to have a conversation. (laughs) Um, But I grew up basically in my, in my childhood and like early teenager years, just always embracing that funny kind of quirky, strong-willed persona and like that. I'm not going to do whatever you say just because you tell me to kind of me. person. Yeah. yeah I was, I'm, I'm like that. And Sebastian was always like, this is a, these are the rules. These are the instructions, ABC. And I was like, no, 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 this is a better way to do it. And it's my, my husband. Way. That's better. my husband. Yeah. It's my boyfriend Sebastian. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it happened. I had a switch where one day in high school, I got an A and then Ooh. I know it was like my first A and I was like, whoa, I'm actually pretty good at this. Like I can keep doing this. And I got yeah. this like addiction to achievement. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, let me get all the A's. Like I can be at the climb. I can 
be smarter and, you know, I don't want to spend too much time like in high school and stuff, yeah. but you know, it turned into me, um, getting accepted into like my dream college, uh, cause I got really good grades and I yeah. did really well in the SAT and I always wanted to go away to school. Yeah. Um, it was really hard for my mom to, to accept the fact that I needed to leave the yeah. nest cause we're Hispanic and like, if I go away to college and I'll start having sex and, and my right. life, all the bad things will happen. Shambles. Yeah, exactly. And after my freshman year of college, uh, my father passed away and it was the most horrific thing that's ever happened in my life. And it's the lesson that I learned where so yeah. many things are just put into black and white for me yeah. of like what matters and what yeah. doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah. Like, what is the truth here? Who is really my friend? Who am I truly? And what is all the bullshit that I spent so much time and energy worrying about? So my father passing um, affected me and it helped me grow. And I miss him every day. I was 19. I'm 23 now. Um, But I'm so thankful for that experience because it just gave you know, not thankful for that experience, right. but you grew up, I grew, I grew up fast and I yeah. grew up a lot quicker than all my friends. And I still feel like that's really true. in a lot of my current friendships is like that you just don't, I don't see eye to eye with you. Like you, yeah. you're still caught up in, in this drama and in this, in the story. And I'm all the way over here, baby. I'm right. like, I see, I've seen life be taken away. I've yeah. seen the, the life come out of my father's eyes and yep. I know what's important and I know what's not. So when it came to, you know, fast forward a little bit, I have always been that girl growing back, you know, I've always been like addicted to making money. I yeah. sold the candy bars out of my book bag. I, girl. I, actually, <laughs> I did accidentally make $60,000 on Etsy. Um, when accidentally. I was accidentally, I fell in a pile of money again. I was, um, <laughs> I was, I discovered Etsy as this like creative fun eBay yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. Like, I love taking pictures. I was always really creative. And I went to this, like, market store where they, you can, like, buy wholesale jewelry. Yeah. And I, like, bought some bracelets. And I kind of, like, painted them with nail polish to make them or, like, put rainbow strings on them. Anything I could do to make them look a l- little bit different as if, like, yeah. they can be on Etsy. Because now yeah. Etsy has really strict rules about what you can sell on there. Like, everything right. has to be homemade. This is yeah. when it was new. Like, I was 17. This was, like... right. I was one of the first movers on Etsy. Yeah, I was yeah. one of the first movers on there. And all of a sudden, I started making like $5,000 a day. <laughs> and I was like, well, and I employed my mom. I employed our neighbor. We would like stuff envelopes with bracelets. And I made like $60,000 on Etsy in like two months. Please and tell me you still have one of those bracelets. Um, somewhere. Must be my mom's to house. find one. Yeah, I should. I, it's like, it, it, it was like a rhinestone. It was like a fake rhinestone tennis bracelet. And I yeah. would like put rainbow string. It was like a whole thing. I was like, like, this is where it all began. Yeah. Oh my God. True. And, but I was 17. I learned what money, how powerful it was. Yeah. I all of a sudden became the richest kid in my class. Didn't really showcase it, obviously, but you know, like movies on me. Like, yeah. oh, I get the extra large popcorn because that's like, oh. all yeah. But I, I learned like that I love to make money, and I was like, this is easy for me. You know, making money was easy for me, and and it um, obviously coming from a divorced parents, like that wasn't the case growing up. Yeah, um, I sure. constantly we can't get too many groceries this week. 
we can't afford that right now. We can't go. Oh my God. That was my life. My mom took a calculator to the grocery store. Oh Make sure we didn't overdraft. Yeah. My mom would like give me a stink eye if like I just put like a, like a, uh, like a real brand versus like the off brand in the car. She'd be like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So my mom used to have a saying like, you know, we're doing well when there's Haagen-Dazs in the fridge versus like the Publix store brand (laughs) or like the dollar store, like whatever, like those big tubs of ice cream that are like really cheap. She goes, that's how you, Isabella, she's like, Isabella, that's how you know if I have money or not. It's like, I'm like, okay, mom, thanks. But I, (laughs) I made that on Etsy and I was just very entrepreneurial. You know, I ran like a, it was like an online jewelry business for a few months. Um, Then I worked at a, the number one cafe in Miami Mm -hmm. as a barista. I learned how to do all those like fun foam kitties and and oh all God, those barista tricks. And it was the top rated cafe in Miami, Cafe Demetrio, if you guys want to look it up. And the owner was very present in his business. The owner was, you know, he wasn't just like, that's cool. Let, let my manager and the people do their thing. He was like, I'll wipe the table if it's dirty. Let me help Isabella make better coffee because I know how to do it. Like he was very hands-on and that's that so always, funny. yeah, it always really for a second because yeah. I want you to take notice of this is so interesting to me because I had a very strong, powerful influence early on in business. She was the owner of a local outback and she was a boss babe. She was the only woman and she was making multiple six figures every year. And while it was still through a chain restaurant, she was like a sole proprietor. So it was like her store. Mm-hmm. So even though it was a, someone else's the brand, it yeah. was her store. And like literally... Every, she knew every single job in the restaurant. She, she was not too good to go wipe and clean off a table. Like mm-hmm. she was not too good to go run the dishwasher. She was not too good to take out the trash. Like she literally was making multiple six figures a year and is, is doing everything. And, and mm-hmm. I learned by watching her, I was like, damn, this is a CEO. Like mm-hmm. this is how to run a business. So I don't know. Interesting yeah. dynamic that you said that because I had someone similar that mm-hmm. I look like just watch and witness. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. I was 18 when yeah. I, um, you know, the Etsy money <laughs> that got spent quickly. Right. <laughs> it's like forever 21 is my, is my kingdom. Right. Uh, oh my God. I can't imagine how much it was such- the whole store. I paid for all of my college applications and I got myself a new laptop and yeah. I put some money away and then I spent like too much at Forever 21 and like stupid urban outfitters and stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was, it was fun. And then I, whatever. So I, I was working at this cafe. I was really inspired by this, by this man. His name was Demetrio, Cafe Demetrio. Yeah. And he just really it lighted even more of that entrepreneurial fire I had inside of me Mm -hmm. so that when I graduated high school, fuck you bitches that I went to high school with. If you listen to this, except like (laughs) maybe you're nice to me, but overall, fuck you guys. You guys, they were so mean to me. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. So mean, so intimidated. Um, but I was same, Same whatever. Look at us now (laughs) on a podcast. (laughs) We got a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're the cool kids now. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, though, me. Um, But I, so I moved to Gainesville, Florida. I packed my bags. My mom cried. It was a big thing, but I didn't cry. I was like, I'm on my way to school. Like, it's gonna be amazing. Living in a (laughs) dorm with like three other girls, finding out who I am, like. Yeah. Dying my hair pink. My hair was pink for a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then my, I didn't tell my mom that, but until she like came <laughs> home and she found out, but I, Gainesville itself is a very entrepreneurial place. Like there's a lot of startups here and the school does a very good job of encouraging students to start their own business, yeah. thankfully. So I took on every single internship I could find. I was always a marketing intern of all these local startups happening. I yeah. was a social media intern um, who ended up being like social media lead and marketing lead and just playing big roles in these startups and learning Facebook and learning Instagram and learning millennial buyer behavior and how to like create services and products, like everything, right? And I went to business yeah. school. I got my degree in business and innovation. Yeah. Um, Ooh, innovation. So I know, right? I'm like so innovative. <laughs> but I always fed the entrepreneurial fire. I never yep. tried to put it out. But when it came time to, I, and I even consulted like in Africa, like I was sent to Africa to like consult like, um, you know, impoverished African entrepreneurs with their businesses. Like I was, yeah. and when I say I went to Africa, like I really did the thing. Like yeah. I didn't like, like I didn't take pictures with like the African or kids. Yeah, you take in puddles pictures. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take those pictures like where you know, with, you, you know the kind of pictures people yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. I literally was like folding fabrics that women would sell to other women, so that way they can make clothes for themselves. Like I was folding the fabrics, wow. creating nice yeah. displays, writing their books, creating systems for them because they didn't have computers. Like real business startup yeah. shit. So when people tell me like I can't show up on Instagram, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like you can't show up on Instagram. You, you can't. Fuck, you can't fucking um like feed a family. Like you like th- it was real. Like these women that I would work so for, yeah. they were afraid of getting their shit stolen. Like their merchandise stolen. Like anyone can yeah. come with a gun and steal all their fabrics. Yeah, but they still show up for their business every day, right? Yeah. So that inspired me a lot. I joined and laughed my last startup. That's why this perspective, I'm going to stop you right here. Yeah. Perspective that you just gave. I think people really need to sit on this moment because we literally have no idea what a blessing it is to build a business online Mm -hmm. when literally this just, when you are not grateful for the, oh, I only got one comment. Bitch, be (laughs) grateful for that comment. I only got this many likes on a post. Yeah. Only two people signed up for my program or only 10. I didn't sell out my, oh my God, first world problems. Oh my God, relax. Problems. Yeah, they're not. We have blessed problems Mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship. So Mm. the fact that we even get to be here talking to you today, you have blessed blessed problems. problems. (laughs) Hashtag problems are blessed. Yeah. (laughs) So the story that she just told is real shit. (laughs) That's mm-hmm. real problem. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm so no bullshit. You know, yeah. I went to Africa after my dad died. So I like was really no bullshit. You know, right. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. show up. Like I understand, you know, not, I, I empathize. So yeah, I joined my last startup in Gainesville. I did some consulting in Miami. I did some online consulting just like on my own. Cause again, I'm a sharer and I right. documented everything. Right. Everything on my Instagram is documented. Yeah. You guys can go see the pictures of me in Africa. Like they're still there. Yeah. I didn't take one single picture with an African kid. Like I was like, I'm not going to be that bitch. Right. So <laughs> I'm not. So um, I quit the last startup. It was really hard because I really believed in the company, but I did not believe in the, I did not believe in the leaders. I did not believe yeah. in the organization. I did not believe in the way that they treated their team members. Yeah. So what do you do when you don't like the situation that you're in? you tap out. 
you leave, yeah. right? Like, why would you be a victim? Like, yeah. just, you're doing it to yourself. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that. Fucking get out. Yeah. Change it. You can change it. And I encourage you to change it because I did. And I, and I relied on that internship to get me like that job at Google, that job at Firefox. Like, cause that were, that's the path I was headed by the way. Like, right. I hadn't very much a clear idea. Like ever since I was in high school, yeah. not corporate, but like, you know, a very entrepreneurial company like Google, um, yeah, Firefox, like Facebook, working yeah. someone else's dream. Exactly. At the end of the day, you're still, you're still doing that. And I left. It was really hard, but I did it. And, um, and I was still a student. I was entering my senior year of college and I decided, you know what? I just can't do school. Like, I'm not just going to do school. Like, I'm addicted to yeah. achieving, right? Yeah. I'm always doing something. I've always done some type of side something. And I, and I worked all through college too. Like, I worked at Pita Pit. I, I did after school care. Like, I'm, a, I'm addicted to money. Like, yeah. I like it. And I can make it. I you know what I mean? Three jobs in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I had yeah. three jobs. I was yeah. not going to be broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't care if I'm getting paid $10 an hour, like babysitting kids. Like, I'm getting paid. And this is like, yeah. like yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that person who like gets to work, like gets to work and complains about the work. Like, oh, I just want to leave. Like, when's it five o'clock? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was always like, okay, cool. Like, it's 4.30. Like, I got to leave. Like, I'm getting paid for this, you know? Yeah. So, because it's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gratitude. So, gratitude. Very, gratitude. yeah. I've, 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 yeah. And then Same. I forgot where I'm in in the story. <laughs> We've yeah, been talking so, about three hours. So we were talking about like how you got started in business in general, but I think it's so it's inspiring been. to hear the story of the come up, like the aha moment for you where shit started to change was that big, your, your dad passed away and you're like, mm-hmm. wait, life is so much bigger than all this My other problems. menial yeah. bullshit. And so, yeah. so you left the Google, you left the companies and how did you get started doing what you're doing now? I thought I was a genius and I was like, I'm going to start my own consulting company because that's yeah. essentially what I was doing anyway for all these startups. I was like, yeah, it's a marketing lead. So I'm like, I'm just going to start a marketing company. Those exist, right? Oh, even right. better idea. I'm going to start the first female focused marketing consulting company yeah. in Florida. And I'm actually am the, like the first female focus and the only one I think still. Um, so cool. But I would, I'm in Gainesville, Florida. And the first few months of my business, I was knocking down every single boutique, every restaurant, every, anyone, any brick and mortar, just literally printed out flyers of my services and with prices and what I do and where I'm from. And I'm a student and I have all this experience no calls. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. Didn't make any money. I made some money from a couple people that, you know, like I did, I, guys, I had the clients that I worked like 12 hours a day with and paid me like $6 an hour. Like when right. I finally broke down of all the work that I did yeah. for them, I did the live events. I did the Facebook marketing. I did it all. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm making less than $500 a month in my business right now. Yeah. What's going on? Like, yeah. I don't see like consultants make a lot of money. Welcome. How come I'm not right? Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like 21 and I'm a senior in college. I'm like, why, why aren't I making the money? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why am I not a millionaire yet? <laughs> yeah, literally. And I was still in school during all this. And then I discovered the coaching industry and I discovered business coaching and it actually like stumbled upon it from, do you know, JJ Weezy? Jordan Cheyenne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met her at yeah. that event. So I'm literally, I was like, 
I've been watching her on YouTube for years before this point. So I was watching her on YouTube and then Amanda Bucci was on her YouTube channel. I'm like, who's this Amanda girl? Like, right. who's this? Yeah. And I discovered Amanda and then I discovered everyone else, like Angie and you and like all these other big coaches. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I guess I'm not a genius. Like other people are doing this. <laughs> like I was <laughs> it's just online. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Is that the original idea? What? So I so completely pivoted. I was like, I'm not going to do Gainesville anymore. Like, I'll put on events, I'll do speaking, you know, uh, and I do that still. But, um, you know, I, I speak at like, you know, event, uh, clubs that, you know, women of business at UF or whatever. Yeah. But I completely pivoted online. I was like this, why didn't I pivot earlier? Like this makes so much sense. But thankfully, yeah. I had been documenting everything, right? I've been so, documented ev- everything posting on Instagram, like, look at me, like, at this boutique that's not going to call me back. Like, hire me if you want. Like, here's my flyer. Put in a picture of my fucking flyer on Instagram. Like, everything. Because I was just hungry. I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the no matter what factor. Like, I did a a live training in my mastermind a couple weeks ago that was the I'm going to hit my goals no matter what. Not the I'm going to hit my goals only if I get this many people to register for my freebie or I'm only, I'm going to hit my launch goal only if enough people opt in for this, or I'm going to hit my launch goal only if enough people comment on this one post. So yeah. we set only if goals, not intentional, no matter what goals. So we need to set no matter what goals, like I'm just going to fucking do it no matter what I'm going to make it work regardless of if I have to throw shit at the <laughs> 11th hour, like, okay, the first two things didn't work. Okay. Try again and then try again and then try again. But we get all feelings, you know, panties in a wad when like the first thing doesn't work or not enough people sign up to get a good conversion rate or not enough this or whatever, or maybe nobody wants this. No, you just keep fucking showing up Mm -hmm. and then it will happen. It will happen. I can, I'm like a testament that it will happen. I had every single person in my high school watch all of my stories. Like this was like already now when you could see who's watching your stories and stuff, yeah. like peeping every little move I made. And I was like, Amazing. I could either let it get to me and like say like, oh my God, these people used to bully me or like fucking like probably making fun of me and like snickering and like, yeah. you know, getting, getting their six figure job out of college. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet because now I feel really passionate about what I'm doing. And I started my business senior year of college, the very beginning. Right. So I had one year to make the shit work. Right. And I was like, I am not going to go apply for jobs after this. Right. <laughs> I was either going to go to, I was either going to go to grad school, which I actually took the GRE right. and I applied and I got accepted and I never showed up the first day. Like I got an email the next day. So funny. Like I got an email like, Hey, please come to the orientation. I was like, you know, I'm not going to go. Like, I'm like, I'm actually not going to go to the orientation. I'm like, good. Like, yeah, give it to someone else. Like, give it to someone else who's like very lost in what they want to do. Yeah. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So I had a year to make the shit work and I made it work. And the first six months of my business, I was making $500 a month in my business. The last six months, I made like 120 grand. So right? crazy. And it's because one, I like had to leverage everything that I learned about startups. Yep. I had to show up authentically and learn how to communicate. I took a speech class that m- made me sound so much less of an idiot because I was talking like, and like, you know, like when like, like, like um, on Instagram, yeah. like on follow and like, like you can like totally like, like, like 
I sounded like a fucking moron. And I yeah. said, no one's going no to pay attention to me if I sound like this. Yeah, so I know. That was important to me. I raised my prices. I learned how to market myself. I grew my Instagram. And I'm here now teaching women how and to do it. You joined a bunch of masterminds. You mm-hmm. I invested myself. Yeah. The highest, the, the scariest investments, you guys. Scary fucking investments. But it was worth it because I made it fucking work. And that's another mistake I see all the time when, yeah. within my own mastermind groups, within groups um, I'm a student in, is that there are scathers and then there are people who are like, I'm going to make this work no matter what. I yep. invested in this. I'm going to do everything that my coach tells me and yep. let's do this. Yep. And there are scathers in my programs and there are yeah. scathers in every fucking program people. Oh, listen. absolutely. Yeah. And if you think, oh, this coach has the best program and like, all of our students are success. They're lying. They're just really good marketers. Oh my God. That's, I've never, if I hear a coach say that, I will comment saying, you never heard like, Oh, like our, like all of my clients get the best. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean like my private clients are all really high achievers, but any group program at a low cost offer is going to attract a different type of person that isn't necessarily in at the same level. So, but regardless, anyone at any offer level can be all in. Like Mm -hmm. someone that's making their first business investment at $400, $500 can be Mm -hmm. fucking all in Mm -hmm. and do 10 times better than everyone else that, that made that investment. It's a matter of how committed you are to growth. Mm -hmm. You have to believe. And that's something that you have to be committed to. It's like, if you're not committed to growing, you're committed to staying small. Mm -hmm. And when you're committed to staying small, you're committed to going backwards right? Because this world is changing every day. Yep. There's world, people are growing, people are getting ahead of you. And if you don't do the work, you're going to fall behind. And I'm not saying that to scare people or like, you know, hustle 24 seven, like stay up late. Like you're a loser. Hustle, Gary yeah. yeah. Like that's not what sleep I'm saying. Two hours a night. Fuck that. I sleep as much as I want. I sleep. I don't set an alarm in the morning. Me either nice life. It's a nice life. I know. Well, it's like, this is why I built a business. So I get asked all the time, like, what's my, what's your seven figure routine? And I'm like, I only have really like three things that are routine about my every day. And Mm. that is chug a bunch of fucking water. Mm, Back on my, like chug a bunch of fucking water, (laughs) work out, chug my energy drinks, my, my supplements, all my self-care stuff, like self-care, mm-hmm. and then fill my own damn cup. So I do some type of personal development every morning. That's not, I even listen to my own shit sometimes to inspire myself. <laughs> I, you, I, you can listen to your own voice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been, wow. I've been doing public speaking for like eight years. So I'm used yeah, to Yeah, But you don't, you don't. So like when you hear your own voice, it actually sounds better when you're talking like present, like how I'm talking right now. It sounds good to me because I'm hearing like that depth and that treble. Yeah. But when you hear it back, it's like a lot higher and screechier because you're not hearing that treble. Yeah, yeah. that makes so sense. But no, it definitely sounds different. Yeah, it's that's why people can't listen to it. That's why I, I used to be that way. I used to hate the sound of my own voice. Now I'm like, cool. Um, mm. It doesn't bother me at all anymore. Isn't that that's funny? Like my hell. My hell. I know, like, right? Well, I'll, my I'll, voice. My podcast I'll, I'll, I'll go back to old. I'm like, damn, that was good. I said that. Damn, I'm good. You know, like, oh, I'll yeah. go back and listen to that shit. I'm like, damn, that was a I good should. point. No, yeah, but like, my first show. thing every morning is chug water, self care, fill your own damn cup, and then dive into my project management software. So mm. check on my fam, check on mm. my team, check on my clients. Like, 
like those are the only three things that I do on a daily basis. Everything else is a different agenda. Like every day has a different, like different, yeah, what you're doing that day. But I don't do it at the same time every day. I'm not getting up at 6 a.m., going to the gym. Like I do it in a sequence, but I don't have this rigid because I built a business. That allows wanted, you to not do that. I wanted to sleep in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I and wanted to was, not work on Friday. <laughs> that was like such a huge reason why I hustled so hard for a year was like, I don't want to even explore the idea of like going through a job application because no matter what, I was also that person, like I mentioned Demetrio earlier, homeboy. Yeah. I was that person that's like, I can do your job better than you. I can run this cafe better than you. I can do it all better than you. So like all funny. these startups, I'm like, I can do it better than you. And yeah. Well, if you're like that, that means you're a fucking entrepreneur. Like that means you should own your own business because that way no one's going to do it better than you because you're the only one doing it, right? And there's like, there's like negatives to that because you're, you know, hiring a team and you have to help them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, But it was, it was a ride. And now today I am an Instagram and business coach. So I help women, online coaches, monetize off of their own expertise, what they're passionate in and grow their online brands. Cause that's really important. I feel in success yeah. is, is, is being outwards and being social and being, um, being yourself publicly. It's, and I know it's really scary. Like, Oh my God, like I want to have, I want to speak. I want to have a podcast. I want to be like Isabella. I want to be like Jamie, but I'm scared, yeah. but that's really going to help you grow. It really is. Being into the fear. Yeah, just fucking do it. Like, if you're waiting for enough people to pay attention to you, no one's going to pay attention to you, right? Like, imagine when you were in high school or whatever, and you're at a party, and then, like, you're just waiting for people to talk to you. Like, no, you kind of have to, like, go and talk to them. That's how we started talking. You just started talking to me. Yeah. Well, because I was such a fangirl. I was like... (laughs) But we would not have this friendship right now. We would not have this online business community. Oh, if I was shy? Yeah. And I was like, not shy ever. I wouldn't know who you were. In the same way with my mentors and friends that I have in the industry now, had I not just gone up and said, hey, I like you and what you do. Like, mm-hmm. like I would not have some of the connections and meaningful relationships that I have now because down to the, the bare simplicity of business, it really still is just about genuine human connection. Mm-hmm. and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it that you can give? Because you are such the Instagram queen, guava queen on Instagram. What can you give? Maybe some tips and tricks on how to promote brand yourself, how to stand out with stories or how to do something different to sell or monetize your Instagram. Mm, yeah. I'd love to um, read you a couple lines from, can I read you a couple lines from like my ebook? Oh yeah. I love it. So I have an ebook. If you guys don't know about it, it's like, it's called the engagement treasure chest. And it literally is like exactly that. It's very treasure of how to like boost your engagement on Instagram. Yeah. But I don't just give you the goods, like the first page. I make you read the whole thing because that's how it's going to actually work. And in the first beginning pages, there are a couple little notes that I have for people. And it says like seven tips to keep in mind before you keep reading this ebook. I'm going to read a few unless you want me to do more. I can do all seven, but totally up to you. Number one is get out of victim mode. Instagram is not against you. Getting out of victim mode is step one. Think of it this way. Everyone is complaining about the Instagram algorithm, but very, very, very few, very (laughs) few. 
Very few people are willing to have it work for them. This guide is going to teach you everything you need to know, right? So this is like telling the person like, oh, I only got a comment. Oh, I only did this. But then I look at their comment. It's total garbage. I'm like, why are you complaining that this didn't land with your audience? Right. Back to gratitude anyways. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Number two is you must be committed to growth. So a large reason why I was able to grow my account by the thousands in just a few months was because I was dedicated to growth. I was posting consistently. I expanded my online network and I I auto-populated all of my, not auto-populated, I circulated all of my social media as well. Like I have a podcast, I have a Facebook group, I have an Instagram, I have an email list, like everything is all interconnected. So there's not one guava girl that gets left behind. Right. If you want to get into growth mode, you must do these practices daily, not when you just want a spruce. So if you guys want to grow your Instagram, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to engage once a week. No, every day. Like you have to show up every fucking day. Number three is stop taking it personally. The world owes you nothing. You need to build it yourself. And likewise, no one quote unquote needs to be following you. Stop paying attention to the girl you went to high school with who just unfollowed you on Instagram. She was never going to buy anything from you. Dust yourself off and stay focused. Stay focused, bitches. Oh my God. So good. Because that's the thing. It's not just a numbers game. Like, mm-hmm. it's yes, not. More followers is nice. More followers is great. It happens over time organically if you are showing up consistently, but also you are not monetized. I don't think most people are monetizing the audience they have now. Mm-hmm. Why do you care about numbers? You're leaving yeah. money on the table with people you already have as followers. Something I hear all the time. If I get this on a client application, like currently we're launching for Guava Boss Mastermind. If I get on the application of, I'm just waiting for to get another thousand followers to launch my program, you're immediately disqualified. You're like, you're not oh ready God. for this. I, you're, not, you're not ready for me, babe. Like, you yeah. got to be in it. You got to be as hungry as I was. You know, yeah. like, you got to, have you printed out flyers of your rates right. and offers and, and put right. them all around your small town? No? Okay. Goodbye. Like, so this, funny. this has to be, this has to be real. But as far as Instagram, we covered, like, you got to get out of victimhood. You are not, you know, you are, you're not, um, you're no longer going to be just sprucing up your Instagram when you want to generate more leads from you. Your right. Instagram can generate more leads 24 seven, three, six, five. If you show up for it, I'm going to teach you a few ways to show up for that. Yeah. One is posting consistently. I get all the time. How many times should I post? Right. I can't believe this answer is like still like so ambiguous for some people. Sorry, if you're listening and you're like, I really don't know. I, I don't mean it like personally. I just, I've answered this question a million times. No, it's, so, well, everyone has their own opinion, but obviously mm-hmm. some people's shit is working better than others. So, right. What is your best advice? My best advice posting? is if you're committed to growth, like what we said before, and you want followers, you're, you have a small audience and you just want a lot of followers, like, but, but ideal targeted people, posting five to six times a week is great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Five, six times a week. Take a day that's off. Hard. Yeah, that's not hard. If you are focusing on nurture and you have an audience and you're focused on sales and conversion, three to four times a week and putting maximum effort as you can yep. into those posts. Agreed. Right? You're not creating like outreach posts. You're just creating like, hey, follower, I'm talking directly at you. Read right. this question. Yeah. Um, 
that's something I get all the time. Hashtags, let's debunk this really quick. If you don't have my hashtag matrix, I'm like plugging in everything. Uh, Do it. It all, all fucking works. It all fucking works. Like I only create products. And that's a lot of people in this industry know me for is like the hashtag matrix. Like mm-hmm. everyone has my hashtag matrix. And when I was at um, the live event that we talked about, every yeah. girl came up to me and like, I have your matrix. I have your matrix. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, great. Like, that's awesome. Hey, I need the matrix. Sign me up. You don't have it? Oh my God. I'll send I it to you. I don't have it. Send it. Yeah. It's like a collection of 5,000 niche growth hashtags and you could just copy and paste them and put them in your you know, the comments or the caption, yeah. your Instagram, it works better for, it works better for the caption, I believe yeah, yeah. Um, in my research. And when I've tested, I also have guys, I've tested the algorithm. Like I literally have gone through so many accounts, tested what works, what content performs well. It's all like this information is all recorded and inside all of my programs. So good. Yeah. But using hashtags, all 30, no more, no less. Don't use like hashtag coach because that's like too big. <laughs> like use a niche hashtag. Right. Like use hashtag, you know, slaying the game or like hashtag, you know, um, Instagram coach because you're going to be a lot, it's going to be so much easier to find you right? when, when you're using those very um, community-based or like niche or hashtags. Another thing too is do market research. Like this is like where I'm going to lose everyone. Hallelujah. No, not with my audience. I talk about oh, market good. research all the time. Oh, good. Okay, good. So this is just like hitting the nail even further, deeper down to the coffin. Um, why did I say coffin? Like, yeah, we're killing it. But you want to do, you, you think that you know what your audience wants to learn about. You think you know what your audience, you know, you think cellulite, you think, Oh, my, my audience, like, they just want to get rid of cellulite. My audience, they just want to, like, drink green juice. They just want to do this and this. Right. But those are so shallow. Those are shallow Surface topics. Surface-level shit. Like, I can talk about how to use hashtags, and I will sometimes on my Instagram posts, yeah. like, doing those very, you know, well-thought-out mini-training captions and whatever. Or I can really dig deep into people's fears and say, hey... I know, let's say you're a fitness coach. What Do you have a lot of fitness coaches that follow you? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. So let's say you're a fitness coach and you can say something shallow and it could be like, hey, are you so low energy and you um, are you just want to keep up with your kids, but you're just like in the drive-thru at McDonald's because you're so tired and you know your shits like take forever because you're eating yeah. so much fast food or whatever, right? Yeah. You could say something like that. It <laughs> might land. It could do well. But what's really going to land with your audience is, hey, girl, I know that every time you look in the mirror, you see some, you see the first thing that's wrong with you. I know every time the first thing that you say to your husband or your boyfriend when they come home is, I don't feel good, or I'm not cute today, or I don't feel beautiful right now. And you're seeking the attention from them. Yep. And I know that you are changing in the dark because you're ashamed of what your body looks mm-hmm. like. Bitch, that's going to land so much harder. Yeah. And guess what? That may not even get as much engagement. Because okay. you know why? Because people are not fucking aware of their problems yet. Right. Because you triggered them and they don't want to admit it. So they're not going to mm-hmm. comment. <laughs> yeah. Fitness coaches, I feel you. Like, it's hard to be yeah. out here, like, trying to, make, trying to make money in the fitness coaching industry. Like, it's hard. You have to... You have to bring awareness that your audience is unhealthy, which is the last thing that they're going to admit to. Yeah. And they're unhappy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and that they're unhappy. Unhappy. <laughs> like, right. I think that's the thing is that 
touching on pain points and pleasure points in a business is so crucial, but storytelling. Like she mm-hmm. just told someone's story and I've and I literally imagined that woman staring at herself and I wanted to cry. Like, I know. I almost cried too. I know. Like just that was me. That I, I do that. I've, I've done that a lot yeah. before I hired a fitness coach. Yeah. I was probably like that at your age too. Like mm-hmm. not just after, not mirror, now. Like, now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I know I'm hot now. <laughs> yeah. You are hot. I mean, even like, I don't know. It's just that Speaking to her in a storytelling way does so much for the brain that I can't even explain. It fires up oxytocin, which is the love chemical. When you tell a story like that, they're able to, to literally bond with you through that post. Like it's literal bonding. The same way that nursing your baby fires up oxytocin, the same way that an orgasm fires up oxytocin. But telling a story the way that Isabella just told a story, because that was so personal to her, because that was once her, mm-hmm. like that is what bonds your readers to your posts, but it's not the hot, like, want to lose, want to have more yeah. energy, want to feel better, want to lose weight. Juice. Yeah. That or like the real thing. Want to like- shit your pants with drinking all this celery juice? <laughs> I literally shit my pants so much. <laughs> That's the title of this episode, shitting your pants with celery juice. Yeah. With Isabella Silverio. <laughs> literally, everyone's gonna be like, whoa, is she a fitness coach now? Can we talk about, are you going to change your name to Isabella Guava? Like, can we make that a... So Guava came from, you know, I I mentioned earlier, like, I'm Cuban. I'm from Miami. And my company name, when I was, like, in the middle of this, like, trauma of, what am I going to do? I just quit the startup. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. Like, I've I've always been in the middle of something, like, helping in some company in some aspect. And when it came to naming the company, which by the way, the first day I decided I was going to launch a business was the same day I filed for an LLC. I was oh, like, wow. I'm just going to do yeah. it. Like, yeah. you can't, like, like that's the accountability piece I fucking needed. Cause I'm like, you can't hide if the government knows who you are. Right. Go, ahead, go home. I'll definitely show up. Now that, yeah. Now that Uncle Sam, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, the guava thing is, you know, guava is like guava pastelitos. Like that was like in my baby bottle. It's just like a very like, it's like a tropical fruit. So hot I, when she talks in Spanish. Oh yeah. Slow down. Slow it down and replay it. Pastelitos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I can say? Uh-huh. Dos cerveza, por favor. Dos, dos cerveza? Dos cerveza. Two favor. beers? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. Delicious. You can, can order, order me a beer. beer. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. I can order beer in Spain. But that, that's where it came from. And then it kind of just like stuck. And then I had like the guava girl and everyone just knows me as a guava girl. And like, it just, it, my business really is now where it currently is. I'm very happy. Right. That was my mantra. Yeah. That's my mantra for 2019. Like yeah. I am happy where I am right now. I have everything yeah. I need right now. Right now. And I am so blessed and like honored of the fact that my business is exactly where it is currently that when a year, like a year and a half ago when I started it, I thought it was going to be take years to get to there. Right. Like I, I thought it was, I was like, it's going to take a mil- it's going to take like 10 years to get a thousand guava girls in my Facebook group. It's going to take a million years to have like a guava girl tribe. And it, I was just, I showed up, I invited women in, I, I'm honest. I give advice. I give it all away. I give, give a fuck ton of value. I give so much value. Like people, every, every single, I have a podcast too, where like you guys can learn so much about Instagram and stuff, but I, every single podcast review, which by the way, go ahead and leave 
Miss Slate Coach, a podcast review on iTunes. It'll, it'll, it does her so good. Oh Guys, my God. Yeah. I, I give her pop sockets for all the girls that oh, leave reviews. Please do it. I know you probably mean to do it, but then you forget. Just do it now. Just pause and do it, it right now. Take a second. Yeah. And subscribe. Takes a second. Just do it, please, for her. But I, every single one of my podcast reviews is like, I can't believe she gives us for free. I can't believe yep. she gives us for free. I can't believe this is free. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, should I charge my podcast? But like, I, know, right? like, I just give it away. And that's what really cultivated its community. And then when, because, you know, I have clients that compare themselves to me, which is like the hardest oh truth God. I've had yeah. to admit. But I have clients that compare themselves to me. Like, I just feel like I can't do it because you're doing it. I just feel oh that God, so stupid. they're going to want to work with you rather than me. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, first of all, that's no. not true. Second no. of all, you haven't done the work yet, honey. Like you have not, like you, you haven't and you are where I was like a year ago. So let's start where I was a year ago. What's the next step rather than what's, I have students that are like, I'm just going to do courses rather than launch a one-on-one program because they see me doing courses. Right. right, That's, that's not, there's no right or wrong way to do this, but there are looking at the sexy, shiny, yeah. And it's never like what works for someone else isn't necessarily going to work for you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that you are, I think it goes back to your mantra is being okay with where you are right now. And then just doing everything using your full ass in your business right now, because the next shiny object isn't going to work better than what's working right now. Yeah. If you're not all in with what you're doing right now, then what makes you think that, that next thing will be the next big thing that'll work? Whatever you work will Great. fucking work whatever you work will fucking work. Same with platforms, Instagram, Facebook, like which platform should I focus on first? Whichever one you're going to actually spend time on. Like mm-hmm. if you only have time for one right now in your business, cause you're working three jobs and you have three kids or whatever, like whatever platform is going, you're going to actually stick with every day is the one that's going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we could get down to the nitty gritty of what platform is better for which type of audience. And but that's not what's really important. But that's not what's really fucking important. Yeah. That's not what really fucking matters. And so yeah. I'm so, so thankful to have you on here because you show up in such an authentic way. And I think this is a lesson for everybody to take. Cause one of the biggest things I've heard lately is should I give all this away in my freebie or should I just, um, wait for the paid course or wait for, I'm like, they're always going to want to learn more from you. Like give your best shit for free. I don't say your like your best shit, but give the best stuff right. for free. Like mm-hmm. someone said, well, how did you have a six figure launch? And I was like, or so soon into your business. And I said, I fucking created probably 22 freebies in six mm-hmm. months. Yeah. Free. I call, I had that too in my business. I had like, I call it freebie mayhem. Like I made so many fucking worksheets. I made so much shit often. last year. Like, yeah. yeah. I like, I, I, Amanda Bucci's like made such a, put so much perspective with me. Um, not with me, but she said it in like a coaching call of like, people are only going to invest in you how much they've previously consumed from you. So if you want to launch a $1,200 one-on-one coaching program, have you already given $1,200 worth of value to your audience? Yes or no? Bitch, I got a podcast that. that is like the fucking most bomb ass podcast and compared to like, you know, like as well as this one. And I have no fucking problem like raising my prices because I know it's worth it because I know that and I have no problem like I'm not apologizing for my prices because I know I've already given that value and then some literally. And the same with Amanda. I love Amanda Bucci. She was like, she she said that someone went up to her um, at an event saying, oh, all I do, I don't have a coach. I don't have a mentor. All I do is listen to your podcast 
and I make six figures in my business. Boom. That's yeah. it. I, I was um, featured on Amy Porterfield's podcast. Oh, wow. And I've literally never bought any of Amy's programs because I literally consumed so much of her free value that I was like, I want to hire her privately. Mm-hmm. Like I've consumed so much of her free value that I'm like, I don't even need this program right now. I want to work with her however I can. Like my mm-hmm. next person I want to like collab with next year, like I want to work with Amy Porterfield. I love how she shows up because she gives so much fucking value. And it's not that she's literally making multiple millions of dollars a year off of these programs. And there's no scarcity mindset of, am I giving away too much in my podcast? Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not a thing for her. So <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I totally agree. And like, you just have to, and if, and if you're facing a lot of resistance, like it's just mindset work that you have yeah. to work through. That's what it really is. It's yeah. nothing. And, and, and don't come to me if you're, if you need that work done, like come yeah. to me after. Yeah. I don't coach for you. sure. I don't All coach right. beginners anymore. I love it. I love, I, love it. I love you. I have people I can refer to you, but I don't coach beginners. Right. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. If you could give maybe one extra little tip or trick, one positive quote, one thing that's really touched you this last year, what would you share? Hmm. I don't know. So many, I feel like so many, so many life changing moments have happened to me in the last year. And I, it's hard for me to, to, I feel like I live the last like five years in one year. Right. I would say, just diving in and, and not being afraid and trusting that it will happen for you, but it's only yep. going to happen for you once you let go and are willing to risk it all. I'm like when you risk it all, when yep. you, that's when you really show up. Um, when you really put your ass on the line, yep. I have a trick where like I pretended, well, I lo- I know how to do this, but I tricked my mind into thinking I had $20 in my, to my name because I know what that feels like. Right. I have $20 to my name and that's how I'm going to show up in this business. And it's not out of scarcity. Like, right. I'm only, I only have 20 bucks. It's more like I have $20. I got to fucking work to get more. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm the same way. Like I live very abundantly in my lifestyle, but I also work like I'm broke. I guess like, yeah, I work, I work like, I'm, like broke. I'm broke. I'm yeah. work like I'm broke. Cause there's always, there's always money being left on the table. And you also have to know that like, there's always going to be money left on the table, yep. but you gotta just like constantly innovate, constantly keep trying, constantly show up because you know, people grow fast and there could be like a brand new coach and like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and this industry can go poof because it's so new and it's so like in its infancy. So yeah. collect emails, build a brand, get on Instagram, follow me, Isabella Dacuapa. And what do you have coming up? Uh, right now we're in opening enrollment for the Guava Boss Mastermind. It's my 12-week group coaching program. It's extremely high touch. It does not feel like group coaching literally feels like one-on-one. It is an Instagram and business transformation. If you've already gotten your feet wet in your business and you have made some sales, you've had the clients, you, you know how to work with clients. You're not, again, you've ditched all those limiting beliefs I and mean, you're yep. aware of them and you've yep. worked through them. Sometimes they may still come up and don't worry, I'll give you a pep talk. I'm really good hype girl, but yep. you're ready to really fucking scale and yep. you're ready to do the work then you're going to want to join the Guava Boss Mastermind because it's a family 
and it's unlimited accountability, but we don't walk your hand. We don't take your hand and walk you through step by step. You're not a baby. You're a fucking CEO. We're going to teach you how to run a business. We're not teaching you how to run a Sorry, baby grapes. We have other things for you. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, baby grapes. Here's my freebie. (laughs) I love the courses and programs that work you way your way up to these awesome, Mm -hmm. um, high touch programs. So thank you so, so much, so much for being here. And if you guys could go check out Isabella Silverio on Instagram as Isabella Guava, (laughs) so I was like, everyone calls me the slay coach when they see me in public. (laughs) It's the best. It's the yeah, handle. People, like it's, people tell me that too, Isabella Guava. Like, also make your Instagram handles like fucking legible and readable. Like I don't want to oh see God. like X's and numbers and whatever else. Make yeah. it fucking legible. Yeah. Make it <laughs> catchy and fun. Mm-hmm. And so go follow her there and the Guava Girl podcast mm-hmm. and subscribe and download and leave her a lovely review. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Isabella, for being here. I love you. I love you guys. And I will slay you again later. 